Yes. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.02 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning to everybody. Hope that you guys are doing well out there. It is Thursday, uh, the 3rd of June. 6 3 2021 so wake it on up wake it up hope you got your coffee or your uh your tea or if you're one of those americano people and you like your coffee with uh mostly you know less coffee strength and more americano uh enjoy that too treadwell is open so check out treadwell they've also got the location uh in wheaton as well 14 west downer place they're right next door to wickwood house shout out to grace and jenna who are up in there today doing their thing all right so we are the second largest city's first daily news podcast and we're glad that you guys are here we got a lot of stuff to talk about today We've got some restaurant news. We've got Illinois police not being able to lie to kids anymore. And we've got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, first things first, though, that I did want to bring up to you guys, which is um, something that I found mildly. Uh, this was new. Um, not mildly. I found it quite disturbing. Multiple state agencies cut ties with NIA in Aurora. Officials, uh, excuse me, officials from multiple agencies uh, announced that they are cutting ties with the residential school that serves children in state care with mental and developmental disabilities after an independent review documented reports of mistreatment of youth at the facility. Northern Illinois Academy, otherwise known as NIA in Aurora, is an 87-bed private residential facility that serves children with co-occurring mental illnesses or autism, mood disorders, and developmental delays. It is owned and operated by Sequel Youth and Family Services and receives funding from the Department of Children and Family Services, the Department of Health Care and Family Services, and the Department of Human Services. The students at Northern Illinois Academy will be moved to other facilities. The report, which was dated in early May, from the disability disability rights group Equip for Equality found numerous problems with NIA's programming, training, and services. Those include inadequate and overextended staffing, insufficient incident reporting, including cases of children running away from the facility, lack of meaningful programming and treatment planning, undocumented and improper use of physical restraint and seclusions, and insufficient adherence to COVID-19 health and safety requirements. According to the acting DCFS director, Mr. Mark Smith, quote, the top priority of the Department of Children and Family Services is protecting vulnerable children by ensuring they receive the best available support and services. It is unacceptable when any facility is not meeting the strict standards established by DCFS, and our team is taking steps to thoughtfully and carefully Transition our youth in care to other facilities that can provide the nurturing, supportive environment our kids deserve. This was in uh, The Voice. Shout outs to our friends of The Voice, Jason and Carter Crane. If you're just tuning in, it's 8.05 a.m. and it's Thursday. Good morning, Karina Suarez Darden, friend of the show. Good morning to Jerry Weiss and good morning to Beverly Tally Melvin as well. 
I want to say good morning to Diesel. Good morning to Greg and a call to shoulders. X, learn about what a call to shoulders is. It is a great uh, program for veterans and those suffering from PTSD where they make and create woodworking um, items, seam liberators, pens, all kinds of things. And they sell those on their behalf and all the proceeds go to the veterans. And it's located right here in downtown Aurora. So shouts out, shouts out and shouts out to presidential cleaning services. If you need your home, your office clean, presidential cleaning services is there to help you. All right. In downtown Aurora, there's a great place to shop, support, and find Good Morning Aurora merch. Cottonseed Creative Exchange, located at 8 North Broadway, is a veteran and woman-owned business in the heart of downtown shopping. There you can find Good Morning Aurora t-shirts, and each purchase supports local news, art, and culture. It's also a place, check this out for all of you lovers of the bean, it's also a place to find locally sourced artwork, merchandise, coffee, and even candles. How cool is that? Head on down to Cottonseed Creative Exchange and tell them that you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. Yay! I know, right? Isn't that cool? That's so, that is so, so awesome. All right, let's move on. So our friend and author, Cindy Irvin Huff, she's got some pop-up dates for book signings. Uh, she's a very talented author, founder of the Aurora Word Weavers. And uh, July 17th, which is a Saturday, she will be at Waterman Tractor Fest, Lions Club Park in Waterman, Illinois, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And June 19th, she, uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., she will be at the Author Fair, and that's a uh, the 19th is a Saturday, so check that out. Also, this weekend, a lot of good stuff is happening this weekend for those of you who have been um, hankering. That's not the word of the day, but I'm just going to use that for the moment. For those of you who've been hankering for a good, safe, nice, socially distanced, fun time, we'll get ready. The 4th and the 5th, tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, Aurora Arts Weekend is happening. There's going to be multiple art shows in downtown Aurora on the uh, 4th and 5th. Aurora Arts Weekend will feature events at both First Fridays tomorrow and Fox River Arts Ramble on the 5th, which is Saturday. Fox River Arts Ramble is a collaborative effort of the Fine Line Creative Arts Center, the St. Charles Arts Council, and Water Street Studios. The event was created in 2018 with the mission of promoting arts and culture in the Fox River Valley from Gary Brown Art Gallery and Studio Cottonseed Creative Exchange and The Perch. All shows are free to attend. Let me say that again. All shows are free to attend and there will be a lot of them. Shout out to our friends of the Aurora Downtown Group. Uh, I'm going to put their uh, their website in the chat for you guys so you can check it out and also the calendar of events um is in there as well good morning to everybody it's 809 a.m good morning dora sanchez soto all of our friends are tuning in today all of our people good to see you guys so good so good and good morning to brooke shanley another dear friend of the show for you teachers it's just about over right it's just about isn't it about done are the students are the students uh are they satisfied with the education that they've received? Is it almost done for our teachers? Are you guys going to start living your best life and having some time off to get yourselves back in order? Hope so. 
Good morning to Aisha Saxon. Good morning. Good morning. And Josie Mendoza Geller. Good morning. Tomorrow's the last day. That's what Brooke tells us. Tomorrow is the last day for the teachers. Oh, yeah. That's right. That is right for the teachers. Glad. Congratulations. Teachers have done um, extraordinary work last year and this year. So our our shouts go out to our teachers. Whatever school you teach at, shouts out to you and that school. Cowherd, Bardwell, Waldo East, wherever you teach at, shouts out to you and your school. And your district, too. Shouts out. Okay, so before we get into the next topic, which I have to tell you guys about, I do want to um, let you guys know that the Paramount, 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 August 18th is the day. Approximately 14 months after dimming its lights, Aurora's Paramount Theater announced earlier this week that it plans to welcome audiences back for live performances in August with Chicago's first regional production of Kinky Boots. Hey. Um, all right. Now, uh, Mr. Tim Rader, president and CEO of the uh, Paramount Theater, said while Illinois is still under the bridge, uh, excuse me, bridge phase of the state's recovery plan, indoor gatherings still have a lot of restrictions surrounding them. With current guidelines, it is impossible to rehearse, let alone gather to watch a performance. However, over the next month or so, we expect those restrictions to change with those changes we anticipate being able to safely bring our actors and company members back together end quote new tickets will be reissued to all paramount subscribers and kinky boots single ticket holders by the end of this month as always if newly scheduled performances don't work with a patron schedule they can exchange their tickets to any other kinky boots performance check that out man they're keeping us laced with the entertainment I'll tell you guys this. This is just me personally. What I really want to come back is I can't wait for dollar movie night to come back. That's what I'm looking for. I really would like to go see, you know, check out some of the classics for a dollar. Man, I saw I saw Scarface for a dollar. I saw Stripes for a dollar. Good, good, good movies for a dollar. So lots of good stuff. Okay, so let's move on to our next topic and this is something that i saw now if you guys are like me and you skim social media every now and then i don't do it a lot but every now and then i put the link in there for the uh, aurora downtown schedule for you guys to check out the time is now 8 12 a.m uh if you're like me you may have noticed a meme that's going around or a picture it's gotten a lot of steam and attention basically it's a hardy's drive-through window and uh, I think the uh, notice or the letter was posted by management. And it said something like, um, we're not closed, we're open, but we're closed today because our employees don't want to come back or something like that. And then the caption on it said that uh, this is why you shouldn't give people uh, or this is why we shouldn't have given people extended unemployment benefits or something to that nature. Now. I don't know about you, but I would hope that maybe in a year's time, whoever the employees were of whatever restaurant, maybe they got better jobs, right? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're in school now. Maybe they, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they don't, they're not working at Hardee's no more. Maybe they're working for ComEd. Maybe they went on to bigger and better things. But there's a great article, which I'll put in the chat for you guys as well. 
Back aching work, low pay, no health care. Here's why Chicago restaurant workers aren't coming back. Uh, Mr. I'll read briefly from this great, great article, and it's in the uh, Chicago Tribune by a wonderful and talented writer. Emilio Enriquez has climbed from busser to line cook during his seven years working in restaurants, and he still dreams of becoming a chef, but he hasn't worked during the COVID-19 pandemic and won't look for a job until fall once unemployment benefits no longer pay more than he would likely earn working and he hopes more people are vaccinated. Cody Roberts worked as a restaurant server for 10 years until the pandemic. Unlike Enriquez, she has no plans to return. Quote, it hit me pretty quickly. My body started bouncing back. My back stopped hurting. My nails started growing because I wasn't dipping them in buckets of bleach and sanitizer all the time. I feel like a person who can move through the world relatively well again. As society inches toward normal and diners fill tables and booths once again, a question has hovered over the restaurant industry. Excuse me, Where are the workers? From white tablecloth destinations to casual neighborhood spots, business owners have decried a labor shortage that has led some restaurants to scale back menus and hours. Some need servers and bartenders. Others need dishwashers and cooks. Some need all of the above. A simple narrative has taken root. The workers are staying home to collect unemployment, especially as long as the federal government offers a $300 weekly surplus through Labor Day due to the pandemic. At least 24 states have pulled out of the bonus payments in recent weeks, usually with Republican legislators saying it will force people back into the workforce. But Enriquez and Roberts underscore reality. No single answer explains the restaurant industry's thinning labor force, nor can we predict when or whether it will return. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now, the reason why I wanted to speak about this, I'm going to put this in the chat for you guys to check out. The reason why I wanted to speak on that is because, as I started saying, I really hope that people are not in the same dire straits they may have been in a year ago. And I think that it's callous to, I mean, you know, I don't own a restaurant, right? But if I was a franchisee of McDonald's and my employee, my fry guys, you know, I laid them off or they quit or we closed the restaurant down, I would hope in a year later, maybe they're not interested in being fry guys anymore right is that wrong of me to think that let me know in the chat you guys tell me what you guys think tell me what you guys think about that should we expect people to still be in the same spot a year later and come back to what they were doing a year later or are we happy that they're doing something new the time is now 8 17 a.m good morning to norma peterson good morning to you dear friend G-A-M-S, that is us, the Great American Morning Show. We're so glad that you guys are here. Don't forget, check out the show on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you go to our YouTube page, you can see all of our great interviews. And we are doing our very determined best to tell the full story of Aurora. Dora tells us that drive through workers deserve better. I Greatly agree with that. And good morning to you, too, Tracy Duran. All right. Let's move on to some more news, guys. Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity, great organization. They're holding a virtual Kahoot 
Trivia Family Game Night Fundraiser from 5.30 to 7 p.m. It's going to be uh, this Saturday on Zoom. <clears throat> Excuse me. The public is invited and proceeds will benefit the Crystal Lopez family home at 654 Spruce Street in Aurora. Habitat's 2021 Faith Build by Area Faith Communities. Funds raised will go towards building supplies for the Lopez home and all proceeds will be matched by Thrivent Financial Services of Oswego. Trivia categories include 80s music and movies. I would win that. Uh, U.S. Geography, National Calendar Days, Logos, I would win that too. Disney movies, I would definitely win that. Celebrities, Fox Valley Habitat Faith Build and other Habitat categories. Now you have to register for this fun. I'm going to put the link in there for you guys in the chat. And uh, the link will also allow you to uh, play on the day. And uh, for raffle tickets as well. Time is now 8.18 a.m. Anna Sierra tells us that uh, she's happy that they are doing something new. I completely agree, Anna. I completely agree. Trust me. If I'm calling back my employees from a year ago and asking them if they want to still flip burgers and work the cash register, and they tell me that they're in school now, or you know what, sir? Hey, man, I you know I got a job at OSHA, or you know what? I work at a water treatment plant now. Uh, you know what? I'm in construction right now. Good for you. This clap is for them. right so now let's move on to the next topic that i wanted to talk to you guys about actually before we get to that before we get to that let me say that i have something i got something else hold on hold on now you guys because this is breaking news The Household Hazardous Waste Recycling Drive-Thru will run from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. this Saturday in downtown Aurora at 309 North River Street. Illinois residents can safely recycle household hazardous waste materials for free this weekend, and that's a good thing. Participants must register for a time slot hosted by the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, Kane County and DuPage County, in collaboration with the city of Aurora. The no-contact drive-thru is free and open to all residents of Aurora and Illinois. There are lots of approved items like acids, drain cleaners, and paint thinners, and unapproved items are propane tanks, fire extinguishers, oxygen tanks, and many, many, many others. Registration is required and here comes that link. The time is 8.20 a.m. How you guys doing out there today? I hope that you guys are feeling really good. Yesterday, we had a great interview on Buenos Dias Aurora, uh, and it was with Christina Campos and uh, Cindy Vasquez of Family Focus. And boy, it was, uh, it was a really good interview. I learned a lot. Well, rather, we learned a lot about Family Focus, what they do, their history, and also learn that Christina is a member of the um, uh, Kiwanis Club. So that's really cool. She's got a, uh, a history and a background rooted in service, and that is a great thing. So if you guys have not checked it out yet, you can go to our uh, Facebook page, Buenos Dias Aurora. Check it out there and let us know what you guys think about it, man. It was really, really good. One of the great things I like about interviewing folks is that I'm always learning something new, not just about them, but about a lot of our um, 
our local history, some of our industries here in the city as well. And, uh, you know, more knowledge is always a good thing. Okay, so the topic of the day, and I saw this, um, saw this just last night, actually. Uh, Illinois will become, uh, well, I'm not going to say will, I'll say would, would become the first state to bar the police from using deceptive tactics when interrogating young people under legislation that passed a General Assembly with near unanimous support from Republicans and Democrats on Sunday of last week. Uh, so the bill is headed to the governor's desk for signing, and it does not become a law unless it is signed. The bill is intended to stop the police from lying during interrogations, a technique that is legal. Let's read that part again. The bill is intended to stop the police from lying during interrogations, a technique that is legal, but that the bill's supporters say often leads to false confessions. The legislation gained momentum after what one supporter called a drumbeat of false confessions involving young people in recent years, both in Illinois and nationwide. It would make Illinois the first state to prohibit law enforcement officers from knowingly communicating false facts about evidence, like claiming to have found a young person's fingerprints on a gun or making unauthorized promises about leniency when interrogating people under 18, and that's according to the Innocence Project. Any confession in which a police officer, quote, knowingly engages in deception, end quote, with the person under 18 would be presumed to be inadmissible in court under the bill. Now, I'm going to put this in the chat for you guys so that you can read it on your own. It is a great, fantastic article. Oh, I have to... I have to say, the New York Times is one of my favorite publications. Uh, I am a huge New York Times fan, always have been, in addition to the Tribune, the Beacon, and many other news outlets. So please check this out and read it at your leisure. I want to say something, too, as well. Yesterday in downtown Aurora, around, what is that now? Is that Downer? Yeah, that's Downer and what would have been lake street so you know down around lake street that intersection right there um there is that's old second bank yeah old second bank's drive through in their parking lot was right there is right there you know yesterday i saw a guy um laying on the ground crying his eyes out i don't know what the story was behind it i was headed elsewhere but i noticed when we were at the light that People were in their cars and they had their cell phones out and they were recording the guy crying on the on the sidewalk. And I counted six people. And I remember thinking to myself, why wouldn't one of these six people like see what's wrong with the guy? Now, I would have seen what was wrong with the guy, but I was with the client and we were headed back to our office yesterday. So I was in work mode and I did not record the guy because it seemed really callous to do that. Like when people record themselves handing out food to homeless people like that's, you know, just do the good deed as opposed to wanting the recognition. Um, but I, if anybody else saw that, please let me know. And if anybody checked up on that gentleman, please let us know that there are um ways and agencies to help locally so if there is help to be given perhaps we can facilitate that happening the time is 8 25 a.m 
Norma Peterson tells us Christina Campos is awesome. She does so much for so many in our community. I concur. She really, really does. All right. So um, let's move on. Our state representatives, Stephanie Kefawit, Barbara Hernandez, and Keith Wheeler, are partnering with the Kane Senior Council and St. Athanasius Greek Orthodox Church to provide free frozen meals to seniors once a month. Now, from it'll be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and it's going to be on uh, prescribed Mondays. So now the next one that's happening or coming up um, will be June 21st. After that, July 12th. August 16th and September 13th. And again, it's on Mondays, St. Athanasius, excuse me, St. Athanasius Greek Orthodox Church is located at 1855 5th Avenue in Aurora. Shout out, or shouts out, excuse me, shout out. We're not just giving one, we're giving many. Welcome to our new society. Put the phone down and help people. Oh, Dora, totally. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. I mean, could you imagine? Uh, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever seen that meme about if the Titanic's uh, hit an iceberg this year, you know, like recently sunk? People would be on the decks with their cell phones recording their own demise and not doing anything. It's just absolutely crazy. Once again, my Superpowers Foundation has a great new and positive initiative. It's called Notes to My Kid Empowerment Cards. Now, those are a set of 30 cards to uplift our children and make them feel special exclusively on Spots in the Fox. They are empowering notes, and when placed in a book, pocket, or left on a dresser, they will add random happiness to a children's life. Or a children's life. I'm sorry, you guys. A child's life. What the heck is wrong with me? Whoosh. A children's life. A child's life. That's what I meant to say. All right. Now, uh, again, that's Spots on the Fox. Our dear friends of Spots on the Fox, you can find it on their website. Spots on the Fox is a great new initiative for our local shopping, uh, not only in Aurora, but in the Kane County area. Spots on the Fox is the name for our Fox River, and it really highlights all of the shops up and down from here to Batavia, St. Charles, all of our uh, all of our river towns. So, shouts out to Spots on the Fox. Now, I want somebody to, I want some opinions here. I'd like to know what you guys want to hear about next. You want to hear about some Aurora history that could be coming back to life? Or would you like to hear some animal control news? How's that for a how's that for a little mixture for you? Would you like Aurora history or animal control news? Let me know in the chat and we will get to it. The time is 8.28 a.m. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora. We are proud to be the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit, for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. <laughs> Looks like animals won. Animals won. Two people like the end. Oh, Victoria Hyla Maldonado. Good morning to you, friend of the show. Talented author. Wonderful person. Hello.
All right. Kane County Animal Control hosting their yearly microchip and rabies vaccine clinic and its drive through this year. The clinic will be open at or excuse me, held at 4060 Kesslinger Road in Geneva. One year rabies vaccines microchipping. Kane County residents must purchase a registration tag and no appointment is necessary. Let me repeat. No appointment is necessary. Very, very good. All right. The next date is going to be Saturday, June 12th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, the August, September and October dates are still TBD at the moment. Now, we posted this flyer on our IG and on our Twitter. So please check that out. All right. Now, let's get into the I gave you animals. So now we have to we just have to do some Aurora history. y'all. We just got to do that. All right. The Hobbs Building in downtown Aurora, empty for more than 40 years, is having an overhaul and it will be converted to first floor retail and residential apartments on four floors or excuse me, on floors two through floor, two through four, two through four. I'm sorry, guys. I am. You know what? Let's all take a sip of coffee. Here we go. Revival of the building is including its Onion Dome. Very cool. Harish, Jay, and Kelsey Cozens of JH Real Estate and Renee Del Fabro of Bush Construction participated in a ceremony recently. And not only that, they have many, many good things to say about their current projects and the prospect of uh, the, a new future in downtown Aurora right there on Galena and River Street. Now, for those of you who know your host before Good Morning Aurora, you will know that I used to live eh, 38 feet away from that building, just about. And I've seen it abandoned my entire time living in downtown Aurora. It's been abandoned, open, and all of that. And I've always passed by it, and I've always been looking at it, and I've always just been asking myself, when? And what the heck is going on with this building? When will it ever come back and be something great, positive, and a good beacon of light here in downtown Aurora? And it looks like my thoughts have been answered. The time is 8.32 a.m. All right. Yes, I am flying solo today, Norma Peterson. B.T. Pizzle has the day off. For those of you just tuning in, you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, GAMS, the great American morning show. Um, so my, uh, a good friend of mine, we were out hanging out at Tavern. Have you guys been to Tavern yet? I think it's 24 North Broadway. You guys been there yet? Like Broadway and New York Street, right next to uh, the, the, uh, the general store with the boots, El Patron, I think is the name of the store. Man, if you guys have not been to Tavern yet, you got to go. You got to go check out Tavern. I was in Tavern having a cocktail with a friend. And she asked, what does that even mean? What does GAMS mean? And I told her it stands for the Great American Morning Show. And she said, the Great American Morning Show, what are even the characteristics of the Great American Morning Show? And I informed her that the great American morning or to be a great American morning show, you have to have two basic things. A, you have to have a great, great community 
of listeners, and we totally do. And the other thing you need to have is dedication, which we also totally do. Now, that combination allows us to speak for our people and speak to our people and also pass along information that comes from our community and it goes right back out to our community. That's how it works. We um, routinely and consistently try to put forward information garnered from our friends and community partners here in the city and we send it right back out to all of you our listeners so that you can benefit from it when we tell or well i could say told now because the it's kind of over the cane vax uh vaccination sites you know i would volunteer at those so the things that we tell you about we also take part in too to try to help grow and uh help and support our local community here that's what makes us the g a m Yes. All right. Once again, teachers, the last day is tomorrow for all of you. That is a good thing. Congratulations on all of your hard work. We appreciate you very much. And Brooke told us that Johnson was the, her school, I believe. So that's a good thing. Congratulations. All right. Resources, information, internship opportunities, and support groups for mental health are available and free of charge for those who are in need of help, our community partners at NAMI KDK are available to help. Now, I'm happy to uh, present the news about NAMI KDK because after hearing about them for such a long time, but then learning a little bit more about what they do, I've been quite impressed. Uh, NAMI stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness, KDK, stands for Kane, South, DeKalb, and Kendall Counties. They're a great organization with a powerful mission. They have a website which I will put in the chat for you guys so that you can check it out how many of you guys here are ready for this weekend and do you still have tickets to river edge park and what's going on snoop dog uh is unfort has unfortunately canceled and that's unfortunate but uh there's a lot of other shows that are going to be taking place so get ready for that we got a great interview coming up today for you guys too this is gonna be a good one i mean we are working it out we are working it out so i think that you guys will really like um what gets posted and you will see that uh tomorrow victoria tells us that her daughter just got mad and had to flip away from the show to answer a text. Oh, I know. See? Don't don't answer your phone when you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. Don't answer your phone. Who knows what you might miss. Good morning to our dear friend DJ Venom, a.k.a. Josue Paiz. He is our brother. Tracy Duran tells us that if you'd like to see what used to be at the Hobbs building back in the 1960s and 1970s, check out the posts on Aurora Then and Now. They have some great photos. Can you put the link in the chat for us, please, Tracy Duran? The time is 8.37 a.m. Aurora Then and Now is an awesome Facebook group, you guys. Uh, you can see a lot of great historical uh, pictures and everything that's going on or has gone on in downtown Aurora. And Tracy Duran is a wonderful historian. Thank you for sharing that with us, Tracy. It is much appreciated. All right. Moving on with the news. Moving on with the news. Our friends of the Kane County Sheriff's Office, they are hosting a one-day forklift driver certification class. OSH 
currently provides forklift driver and OSHA 10 training at the Kane County Jail. Card certification is good for three years. There's a registration fee of $25, which covers lunch. And the deadline for registration is June 21st by noon, not 1.30 p.m. and not the next day at noon. Oh, man, I was late, but can y'all take my application? No, they will not. So please make sure that your dates and times are accurate. The time is 8.38. Uh, Ron Hain. So Ron Hain is our sheriff here in Kane County. I've interviewed Ron Hain before. I've interviewed him twice, actually. He's a really cool guy, and I'm working on a part three with Ron Hain. So you guys stay tuned for that, because um, if, if and when we get that interview, I think that you guys will be very, very impressed by what you see, because I'm a fan of... I'm a fan of law enforcement when all of the right things are done. And one of the right things is in the area of reducing recidivism. Uh, recidivism is people going back to jail, getting out, going back, getting out, going back. Um, I don't have the figure in front of me at the moment, but I do know that in regards to assaults on staff, in contraband found at Kane County Jail, the number, and this was in February, the number was down 30%. That is a huge, huge increase, and it's to be celebrated. So shouts out to our friends of the Kane County Sheriff's Office. All right. So I put the link in there for the fork drive, forklift driver certification class. If you know somebody who's looking for work or if it's you, please check it out and take advantage of that. If you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, odds are your new customers are too. Promoting your business on Good Morning Aurora is cheaper than print advertising, easier than Facebook, and our hyper-local, engaged listeners love to support the Aurora area businesses they hear about on this show. Get started at goodmorningaurora.com slash advertise and send an email to goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com to learn more the time is 8 40 a.m and speaking of which you know what i'm gonna do for you guys because i love you so much here's what i'm gonna do i'm going to tell you right now about a fantastic local business that has something great coming up always does great things and they have been dear friends and supporters of good morning aurora Get ready for this weekend at McCarty Mills. McCarty Mills is located at 140 South River Street. And they are, so I think that's New China Hut. Yeah, you have Society 57, New China Hut, McCarty Mills, and then the opposite end is Jimmy John's. McCarty Mills, check this out. This is coming up. Uh, So tomorrow, featured artist of the month pop-up will be Joshua Schultz. He's a friend of the show, and we've interviewed him as well. That'll be at 5 p.m. Cologido's uh, Wood-Fired Pizzas will be there. DJ Prime, DMX, MF Doom Tribute is going to be happening from 5 to 9 p.m. tomorrow. And Udy Cook's Bake Sale is going to be happening at 3 p.m. And then Saturday the 5th, Rock and Taco and Killer Taste Buds, they will be uh, cooking and serving up some good stuff 
at starting at 2 p.m. And then on Sunday, we have Corinne's Kitchen Barbecue, and that's going to be at 1 p.m. Corinne's Kitchen. Well, actually, you know what? Let me start. All of these friends, all these people are friends of the show. Every single person I just named is a friend of the show. And we are actually I never met DJ Prime. But he's doing a DMX and MF Doom tribute, so he's cool, too. Um, All of these people are doing wonderful things here in our community. And in many instances, they give back, they give forward, they donate, they do a lot of things to help um, others and not just in their respective industries. So you will find some of these people who cook on the weekend. They also volunteer on, uh, you know, during the week. So shouts out to all these people for the positive stuff that they do. Our one-year anniversary party was also at McCarty Mills, and that was a really good time, too. If you guys came out for that, you will remember that we got down like James Brown. It was a lot of fun. A lot of our friends came out on that particular day, too, so we appreciate everybody that came out. Uh, The time is 8.42 a.m. All right, a couple more things to get to before we get out of here. We still got news. Oh, my goodness gracious. We got more news than... We've got more news than Blue's Clues, you guys. That was kind of that was kind of corny, actually. Let me do that for myself. Our friends of Harry Beast Dog Parlor having an awesome party on July 25th. That's a Sunday this year. Food, cars, and really cool people. A great gathering from noon to 5 p.m. Swing by 215 West Galena Boulevard to help this great business celebrate their three-year anniversary. They're friends of our show. Great business. Uh, we posted the flyer and everything to our... Facebook, IG, Twitter, even on LinkedIn, all that stuff. So you guys can uh, check that out. Hope that you guys turn out for this event on the 25th because your favorite radio host will be there as well. I will be in the house. I'm not going to miss this one. That is for doggone sure. Okay. Now, there are more things that are taking place and uh, development still going on here in downtown Aurora. I am coming to you live from downtown Aurora. <laughs> and uh, depending on where you work, I might be able to see you right now. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff going on downtown. The intersection of Broadway and uh, what is that? Broadway and Galena. Where Ivy Food Mart is, they painted that all black at the bottom. Yee is, uh, I think they've got their new location pretty much squared away and figured out. So that's really good. And then if you look on top of that building, so on that corner of the street, look up top. They've put new windows in that building, which I think has been abandoned for such a long time. On the opposite side of the street where the terminal building is, uh, work has been done and is being done in, in, in there. Uh and that's the team from Valley Construction. That's, or excuse me, Valley Valley Electrical Contractors. That's doing that. Uh, we interviewed Mr. Tom Cook. He was a really good guy to interview, and he told us his life story. He started off as an apprentice, and he became journeyman and the owner of his own company. And that is absolutely fantastic. So shouts out to him. Glad to see all this development taking place here in downtown Aurora. Now, what we would also like is that this development equals fairness and equity in all aspects uh, going forward. The time is 8.45. All right. Another news item real quick for you guys. Breaking, breaking, breaking news.
Box Valley Habitat for Humanity's 5th Annual Women's Build. It's going to be going on June 10th through 11th at 1600 West Wilson Street in Batavia. Julie Clark, Habitat Women Build Coordinator, said women age 18 and older are invited to pound nails and perform other construction tasks as individuals or teams. Space is limited to 20 women per day. Women Build brings together, excuse me, Women Build brings women together to learn new skills, build strength and stability for a family and improve the community we share. No experience is necessary and uh, it's the promise of an experience you will not forget, according to Ms. Clark. Uh, the event doubles as a Habitat fundraiser with the goal of $20,000. Volunteers donate $250 per day for building materials and other expenses. Um, for more information, you can contact Julie Clark at 630-206-5034 or email j.clark at foxvalleyhabitat.org. Let me say that again, j.clark at foxvalleyhabitat.org. That's a very, very good news. All right. Now, also, I want to say about uh, Habitat for Humanity. Are you familiar with the uh, the restore that they have? They also have that store. That's over there. Uh, by the Fox Valley Mall in that parking lot. I think that's, I can't think of the name of that drive, but it's where Denny's, it's like on that side over there. Check it out. That restore um, is a great place. and It's an asset to the community. So I hope that you guys uh, check that out and give it some love. Give it some love. Okie dokie. Dora tells us that like Vicente Fernandez, you got moves. Thank you, Dor. I don't have a uh, I don't got a uh, I don't got a dance soundy button or or something. But but thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, now all of you guys who are listening to us, get ready because this summer, in a safe, this is just my personal prediction. I believe this. Safely, responsibly, socially distanced, and with care, this summer could be very fun indeed. I go out a lot, not too much, but I go out every now and then. I get around, you know, I, I go to places and do things, and I see, I see things, and I see businesses moving in a good, responsible fashion. I see tables and chairs set up to accommodate, but also socially distance. I was at Bally Doyle. They're doing good things still with the temperature checks when you walk in. I appreciate that. Zero tolerance on the no mask coming in policy. I like that. People getting vaccines and more uh, availability of vaccines going on. I like that as well. So let's make sure, again, safety first, safety first. Let's not be so anxious to get back out there and start parting our butts off that we uh, become lackadaisical on our safety. Safety first, let's do things right, and then let's have responsible fun, make sure our neighbors are taken care of. The time is 8.49 a.m. Okie dokie. All right, so last thing I want to leave you guys with, and then I promise you, I will not, we will not bug you again until tomorrow for Jeanette's planning. Um, the last thing I want to leave you guys with is that something is it's something that I saw as well. It's a slight article um, that a guy that I know wrote, and it's really good. I'm not going to read it all, but I do want to highlight something that um, 
And, uh, well, I'll just read it, see what you guys think. All right. On the economic front, our nation has outsourced critical functions such as chip manufacturing and rare earth and metal mining to Asia. We must, after decades of dithering, develop an industrial policy that determines what private public partnerships are and vital, excuse me, are vital keystones to our defense and future. Indeed, much of the United States has grown fat and sloppy, less resilient, more dependent on government among too many. Aspiration has turned to resignation, a loss of the ambition to add value to society. These daunting challenges and others our nation faces far, excuse me, more than justify a laser focus on improving outcomes, but how to do so. Human behavior is based on fairly straightforward principles. We respond to incentives and seek to avoid sanctions. We move toward opportunity, however we define it, and away from threats. This person thinks that social policy since World War II has focused on the wrong person, that is, on the child rather than on the parent. If the home is a positive setting filled with love, aspiration, support, guidance, and dare I say discipline, then the child is more likely to prosper. Yet most social policy focuses on replacing services parents use to provide or bolster, e.g. child care, early childhood education, free meals, and even delivered now free college and even setting, settling family disputes. Now that part I uh, slightly disagree with because I think that things are being helped in many instances by um, the services that go on. And are provided in our communities rather than take away. So that is to say, you know, it, it, it's not neglecting your duties if you have to lean on a family focus or you have to lean on a habitat for humanity. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. You're not a bad parent because your kids go to a school where they get free lunch. I mean, if your kids eat lunch or have the ability to eat lunch at home and the school gives them free lunch, I think that's a double win. Let me know what you guys think. All right, the time is 8.51 a.m., and this has been a very fun episode. So check out the show on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Don't forget that. Also, check us out on our social media, uh, which is in the view that you can see right there on the bottom right-hand side. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. Become a patron. Patreon is where we are doing so much so so much and we've got some new tiers that we are constantly concocting uh for our ten dollar patrons you are now receiving first crack and first dibs for our interviews so when we shoot an interview before it goes to youtube you get the link first so there will be only two people watching it you and me I know, right? Isn't that a good one? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know what they're going to like? They're going to like this one. They're going to love, love the tear. Also, as our friend Tracy Duran mentioned to us and let us know, please check out the Facebook group Aurora Then and Now. Once again, Aurora Then and Now. It's a great historical group. You can see a whole lot of uh, Aurora history located there in the pictures and people are always constantly sharing things. They I mean they share things from their high school IDs from 1959 to what the terminal building looked like in 1958. So it's uh it's it's really cool, really cool. Tomorrow is Jeanette splaining on the second largest city's first daily news 
podcast, and it is going to be another good one. As you know, on Jeanette's planning, that's where our friend and comrade Jeanette explains government bureaucratic stuff in an easily digestible fashion. So if you ever thought, wow, isn't this, I can't believe the city council wants to change the percentage from 0.3 to 0.4. Well, you can learn why they're doing that by watching Jeanette's planning. All right. So the time is 8.54 a.m. and we have an interview to prepare for. So we are going to wrap this up a few minutes early for you guys. I hope that you guys have a fantastic, blessed, positive and really wonderful day. I want to say again before I go, thank you very much to our teachers. I hope that this last day or tomorrow is a, uh, a prosperous day for you. Please be blessed. Thank you very much for the hard work that you put in for all of our kids uh, from last year to coming up to tomorrow. It is greatly appreciated. And if you are a teacher, spread the word about Good Morning Aurora to your teacher friends and colleagues. Uh, all of our educators here in the city of Aurora have a, uh, a welcome voice and a welcome place here on Good Morning Aurora. We are happy to uh, salute you, what you do, and all that you stand for. All right. And as I always do, take care of yourself and each other.